Hello! Welcome to another episode of Yappy Hour, a podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through discussion of pop culture, existential crises, and self-reflection. I'm Leah. I'm Kat. And I'm Mia. And it is one day away from 2020, which means we've lived through a decade and we've somehow made it through another year. So this episode is going to be talking about resolutions in general and a brief summary and reflection of our past year. So, I guess to start, since it is December 31st, 2019, the last day, let's talk about resolutions. So, do you guys set resolutions? Do you guys follow through with them? Uh, What do you think of the idea of setting a goal for yourself or for the new year? I pretend to send resolutions. I don't actually set them. Um, But, you know, if someone asks me, I'll just make up something like, uh, be healthier, be more fit, work out more, you know, but... Honestly, I don't really set resolutions. I think I think it's kind of weird to me that people set resolutions for the new year because if you want to improve on something, why not just start now instead of waiting for the new year to reset? And honestly, a year is a really long time to like have a resolution. I feel like I would lose sight of my goals if I set a resolution for a whole year, whereas, you know, if I set a resolution for like a month or, you know, a few months, then it's more achievable to me. Um I did set one in the past year, and it was to stretch every day. And I was really good about it until I went on vacation, because I'm not going to be like, you know, stretching in my Airbnb or hotel room on vacation. So that kind of got lost. I still try to stretch like as much as I can, like before bed. But honestly, it's just really hard to keep up something on the daily for me. Like that's the reason why I don't take vitamins, because I always forget. And that's the reason I'm not on the pill because I would always forget to take that so I think setting a resolution for New Year's is not really for me. Growing up I definitely set resolutions. I actually with one of my best friends from my childhood we had a time capsule and every year we would write it sounds so cheesy when now that we're adults but we would write letters to ourselves to our future selves and then resolutions for that year and then we would bury it every year and then unbury it every year that's really cute what we did and we did it for like eight or nine years so it was a long time but we stopped um after college unfortunately and now I similarly feel as Kat about resolutions where it's like Yeah, if you have something you want to achieve, like you can set a resolution at any time of year. It doesn't necessarily have to be New Year's. Like, for example, this year I set a resolution to run a half marathon and I did, but I didn't set that at the new year. It's kind of like as they come, you set goals for yourself. Um, I think I set them more like existentially, like this year I want to focus on my health for sure and like keep running and stuff like that. But um, they're not like concrete check marks. Like I don't have a, it's not a result sort of resolution where there's a point where like being healthy is like completed. Like I just want to work on myself this year um, and whether that be financially or career wise or health wise, I just want to better myself this year. And those are not as measurable resolutions. So those are the kinds of resolutions I like to set. I agree. Well, actually... I'm on both sides of the spectrum. I feel like I do set resolutions, and most of the time they're very broad. And so that's kind of along the lines of what Mia said, that they're not necessarily concrete measures 
of whatever your goals are. So mine are fairly broad, but I also agree that whatever your list is or whatever you're working towards, it should be a growing list. It should be able to be revised and changed as your life goes on because a year is a long time and you're not the same person and circumstances change. So it's important to be realistic with your goals. And that's kind of the point of having goals is to be realistic with them and make sure they're the most achievable and attainable given your current state. Um, so one of my resolutions for 2019, I actually write them down. So <laughs> I'm going to look at one and see if whether or not I have achieved it. I haven't opened it since February. <laughs> oh, okay, here's one. Oh, this is a good one. So my re one of my resolutions for this past 2019 year was to not eat in my car. There was a point in 2018 where I was constantly rushing, where I would make breakfast in the morning and I'd eat it in the car on the way to work. And then I would like come home and I'd be like going to the gym or something and I'd be eating again in my car. And I hated that about my lifestyle. And so one of my resolutions was to not eat in the car. Parentheses, none at all, Leah. These are notes to myself. <laughs> um, and I would say that I, I definitely worked on it. It was something that I was conscious about and I really didn't like that I was doing. So I would say I achieved it because I don't do it as often. But yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> but do you still do it? Mm, does boba count? So yes. Now that's a drink, I feel like. Okay, then actually, I would say no. I don't eat in the car. Like, I really actively try not to because it's like mindless to me. And as we've discussed in our last episode, like, we spend money on our food, we want to enjoy it, and I feel like when I eat it in the car, I'm just rushing. Like, me driving in the car, eating, it's because I'm rushing. Like, it's just not enjoyable at that point. It's a hard task. I've tried eating while driving. It is not safe. <laughs> well, kudos <laughs> to you for stopping that. It's probably safer for everyone else on the road, too. <laughs> Thanks, Mia. So, what other resolutions have we seen in prior years? I mean, it's going to be 2020. We've lived through a decade. That's also a really big, substantial part of our life. From high school to college to young adulthood, that was in this past decade. And so, there's a lot of changes that happen in that time frame. Can you think back on anything you might have set for yourself as young teenagers? Well, one time I wanted to be able to do the splits, so I had to make a resolution to like, you know, practice every day, but that never really happened. So, I mean, I'm still out here trying to stretch every day and it hasn't really happened, but I don't, I don't really set resolutions, honestly. Like I don't, I'm not a goal setter, which is, it sounds really bad to say that, but I'm not one of those people who like map out everything they need to do to get somewhere or like even when I was in school, like in my planner, I wouldn't even write down what the homework is. I would just do it. And like, I'd sometimes I'd like backlog and like write down what my projects were, but I'm not the person who like visualizes goals. Like, you know, some people make those like, those like inspo boards with like everything they want to like get done. Like they put like a house or like, you know, a really fit body on it. And like some people have like calendars where they set like, you know, where they kind of set like, you know, deadlines for like certain things they want to do or, you know, like vision boards where they kind of just like, see what all their goals are and they map it out and that's really helpful for people I'm sure but for me like I'm just not that type of person like I kind of internalize everything like everything I need to know is like in my head so I don't really need to like you know make something to remind myself every day about it and I guess that's also why I'm not really like like a super it sounds weird to say like I'm not a goal-driven person because I do have goals that I work towards I try to better myself like generally but 
I guess I don't like specifically like parse out everything I need to do. So in a sense, I'm kind of more on the side of like go with the flow. Like as long as the flow is taking me somewhere that's better than where I am now, I, I will go with that flow. So like as Mia said, her goals are to better herself. And I do think that is something like I consistently work on. I want to, you know, become a better person like in all aspects of my life. But I'm not the type of person to be like, okay, by this day, I'm going to weigh this much. Or by this day, I'm going to be able to lift this much weights. Like that's not really how I plan out my life, I guess. I think the goals that I set like as a kid, like if we're talking decade-wise, like 2010, um, my goals back then were like, I mean, obviously, they were very different from the goals that I have today. Like, I think in high school, some of my goals were like, have this many friends and like (laughs) have a boyfriend and like be this weight by the end of the year and like make captain of this team. And like, I don't know, they were just, they were narrow-minded in a way. But I think, yeah, growing up, you just experience more of life and it's not that simple. And so that's why I transitioned my goals to be more open-ended and... I don't like setting goals for myself that I'll potentially fail. So that's why I don't set like deadlines or like be this weight by this date because not that I would fail, but I just don't. I like to set goals that I know I can succeed at. So when I set them more existentially, like become a better person this year or like, you know, I don't know, get healthier. Those are vague enough where I feel like I'm not failing. It's just something I'm actively working on. Um, but I mean, that that's for anyone like goals, goals will change from the time we were, you know, in 12th grade to now like 24, 25. So yeah, I think that's expected. I think that's a great point of setting goals that don't set yourself up for failure. Because I think that too often people view the new year as a completely new start and I'm going to be a completely new person. But that's not the truth. Like you have to work at yourself very gradually and those come with little changes. And so those goals, if you choose to set them, should be fairly attainable. And like small baby steps that might require some hard work, but something that you trust yourself enough to work at. Like, you're not going to lose 50 pounds in a year by doing nothing. Like, those have to be measurable goals. And so if you do choose to set resolutions, just know that it'll take work. And if you trust yourself enough to fulfill them and follow through with them, then it's 100% worth it. But they shouldn't be metrics to make yourself feel guilty at the end of the day. And don't set, like, hundreds of them. I used to do this as a kid where I would, like, make a huge list of resolutions and goals. Like, I was setting myself up for failure. (laughs) Like, you shouldn't have to pick your brains for ways to better yourself in the coming year. Like, you should just, they should be natural goals, like ongoing goals. They shouldn't just be, like, small things, like, have this much money in your bank account. Like, you know, they should be meaningful. So don't make a list of 100 goals because I guarantee you won't fulfill them all. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people will say when you set a goal, you have to have a way of measuring it. That way you know you're improving and like not to set too lofty of a goal because you might never achieve it. So in order to achieve a lofty goal, you have to set smaller goals to get to that point. But I think that point of view doesn't necessarily work for me. Like, yeah, you can set like a certain metric to something like Leah said, but in the end, I feel like having a metric just limits you because you might like kill yourself to get to that weight or to get to that point. You know, like some people like, I really set on like that number on the scale but in the end like that number on the scale is just a number it's not going to tell you how you're feeling how healthy you actually are like 
there are so many other factors that go into certain things so I used to be like that I used to be like oh I need to work out until I'm like this skinnier until I look like this but in the end like while I am working towards a goal that I can visually see that is all that it is it's just like a visual marker whereas I started you know working towards more goals like you know am I able to get through this yoga class and feel good about myself after or am I ever to am I able to like forgive myself for not being able being able to do a certain pose or a certain um sequence in this workout like it's more just how I'm feeling and how comfortable I am with myself and like the flexibility of that and being able to forgive myself for when I don't feel like I'm meeting my goals so I think for me it's better for me to set goals that aren't measurable by just a number or like something I can see it's more how I feel internally so I do a weird thing that's not a resolution but it is something that I do yearly around the new year and it is I do a yearly recap of every month and so sometimes it's a rolling document where like after January has passed I kind of write eventful things um so for example 2019 by the time it's or I should be actually working on this, it's a little overdue, but I'll go back to January, I'll think about things that I've experienced, maybe something that happened to me, and I'll write those down. I kind of want to keep track of those big events that have happened to me, and like to be able to look back on those. And I've done that every year since 2011, I believe, and that's not a resolution, but it's something I do yearly that helps me just kind of keep track of life, because I feel like more often than not, it's hard to remember who you were in the past. And it's really nice to have something that I can look back at and think, wow, 2011 Leah was so simp. Like, all of these are about boys. Like, this boy talked to me on this day. Whereas, like, 2017 Leah's like, I got a job. Like, it's just fun looking back at those those little snippets of my life. And I like to summarize those at the year. You still do your, like, daily question thingy? I do. I also have a daily journal that's like a question a day for five years and I answer it and it's right over there. <laughs> but those are like not really resolutions, but I just think the whole point of a resolution is to grow and like to at least be different from you were than what you are now. And I think that can come in all different forms and it's interesting. You're always going to grow. So keeping track of that and seeing it is the most important part. So since you both aren't huge resolution setters, I kind of have a question on how you measure the productivity or meaningfulness of a year. If it's not in resolutions, if it's not in this goal, this goal, this goal, like how do you measure, if you do it all, how do you measure that productivity, meaningfulness? I feel like at the end of the year, I do kind of compare who I am as a person now versus the beginning of the year, but interestingly enough I always forget like the next year like what that evaluation was but I think more often than not I just kind of see how I've matured kind of see how I deal with I guess a big thing for me like to measure my maturity is how I deal with hardships so I used to be you know a little stress ball of anxiety when I was younger and as I went through college I can't really say that got any better because college is a very stressful environment but as I started working, I learned to manage my stress better. So I definitely see, like, I'm not saying, like, the year is, like, all stress-free, of course. Like, I definitely have, like, certain events where I'm, like, oh, I'm kind of, like, reverting back to my old self. But I definitely see those events, like, more sparse throughout the year. And, like, the way I deal with things is kind of how I measure 
how I mature as a person. And I guess I also, looking on the ba- on the past year, I kind of look at the relationships I've formed with people and kind of how those have, you know, matured as well. Like, I feel like I've met a lot more people or I've reconnected with a lot more people in the last year than I have in years prior. So I guess kind of just like looking at all the changes in my life throughout the year is how I evaluate how productive a year was. Also, I guess since we're all out of college, another way to measure that is how you're doing in your career. So how many like promotions or advancements you've made in that, how much you've learned from your job. Um, we could even like say like financially how you're doing. Those are all kind of markers, I think, of how you've really developed in the past year. But honestly, you know, time is a man-made concept. Like a year is 365 days. Who who came up with that? I mean, I guess it is the orbit of the earth around the sun but like it's just it's just a made-up thing so I feel like kind of like seeing how you've changed over the past year could really mean anything you know um so I guess I wanted to ask Mia how was 2019 for you 2019 was a good year I think to piggyback off what Kat said the way that I measure years or the, thinking back because because when I really think about it the the years kind of blend together and it's really hard to distinguish what happened what year so I the way I categorize my years honestly is by photos like if you go back in photos I like seeing when things were taken but most mostly it's um like trips I've taken um so I like to at least travel at least once a year and so you can kind of I the way I do it is I if I know I traveled you know I've traveled to Vietnam in 2019 last year I traveled to Seattle and the year before New Orleans and like so every year I try to like categorize that year by a travel trip um, that helps keep everything in contextually like accurate. But, um, I think overall it's, I mean, it's hard to wrap up a whole year in a few sentences. This year had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but overall I haven't had like a really, I've never thought that I've had like a really bad year. I think usually the ups outweigh the downs. And so, um, that's the way I would categorize my years is, is genuinely positive. Um, but Again, that's not to say that I didn't have my hardships and I didn't wish that this year would go faster and end so I could start fresh in 2020. But um, yeah, I'll say what I say every year and uh, this year is going to be my year. So <laughs> Every year. Every year is going to be my year, but 2020 is going to be my year. So. It's going to be Mia's year, not Leah's year, not Kat's year. It's going to be Mia's year. Leah, you can take 2021. I'll take 2022. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so, you know, another big marker besides just every year is um my birthday was on the 20th and that was my 25th birthday and people talk about like you know midlife crisis but then there's also this emerging term of the quarter life crisis assuming we live to be 100 years old and I feel like I don't know if I necessarily have a quarter life crisis but more just like ever since graduating I feel like there have been a lot of times right after graduating where I'm like oh my god what am I doing with my life like how do how do I achieve all the things I want to achieve okay so one thing I thought could be fun um just looking back on this year is why don't we look at our phones and find two highs and two lows of this year um they could be events or moments or whatever but two highs and two lows of this year and okay so I went to the Galapagos. So it's actually a low. So it's going to start off sounding like a high, but it was actually a low. I went to the Galapagos with my boyfriend and it was super fun. We like went snorkeling. We saw a lot of animals. It was in the tropics. So it was really nice. Um, But 
I got really sick there. At first, it wasn't really a big deal. I was just taking many bathroom trips, but I thought it would pass after I came back to LA. And the first day, like, I really just thought it was needing to eat food that I was used to because being in the Galapagos, they ate a lot of fish, and I never eat fish ever. I eat a lot of raw fish, but not cooked fish. So my my boyfriend was like, oh, maybe you're just not used to that. So I came back. We had hot pot, my favorite. And... I felt fine that day and then I went to work the next day and I was dying at work. My stomach hurt so bad. I just couldn't concentrate and that was actually the first time I've ever like left work early or skipped part of work because of a health reason. Like even when I'm really sick, I still go to work just because I feel like me lying in bed at home won't really serve me. So I actually, I just couldn't take it anymore and my boss knew that was really serious because I never skip work. So I went to urgent care and they had me like run some tests and honestly I felt so bad that night like I was just lying in bed and I remember texting Leah I was like I'm so sad right now like I just felt like my health was deteriorating and I felt I would never get better and I know that sounds really dramatic but honestly when you're really sick it can be really like unmotivating and it can really like make you feel like this is kind of dramatic but like you don't want to like live anymore sometimes you know you just feel really yeah you feel feel really helpless yeah all I could do is really wait for like the medications to kick in but I'm glad to say you know I'm still here like I'm I'm fine now but that week back from the Galapagos um was like a really tough week for me um and it actually turned out after I ran all my tests I didn't even like have anything like I didn't have E. coli or like anything to test me for so it was really just what they call traveler's diarrhea which basically happens um there are multiple reasons like either you're not used to the food but also if you're not used to the climate so i was told like if you go somewhere where it's really humid like the galapagos your body is like sweating so much that you become really dehydrated and that kind of gives you diarrhea which really sucked but that was one of my lows for sure um so my two highs for this year um would definitely be completing the half marathon earlier in the year that was like a goal of mine because I hate running and um I just wanted to do something to challenge myself even something that made me uncomfortable and that I just didn't enjoy but so yeah I mean I did the half marathon it was it was great I'm glad I did it and I'm gonna do another one I think and then hopefully a goal is to complete a full marathon but that was definitely a high this year of finishing the half because I didn't think I would ever do that or want to do that um and then another high was traveling to vietnam this year that was honestly one of the most incredible countries i've ever been to and just being outside of the u.s sometimes is just a much needed break and i think that trip gave me a lot of clarity about my life that i was in need of um and then two lows kind of back to back with the training for the marathon because I hated every minute of training for it. Also, I injured myself halfway through training and messed up my hip pretty badly. Um, and so sometimes that acts up even now. And that's a bummer because I think I just was training wrong. And now I just kind of have a little ache in my hip every time I run. But um, so that was definitely low and I went to physical therapy for it and I wasn't running for a little while. And then lastly, my second low, it's a bit of a bittersweet high and low because it was leaving my job. Um, Not that I regret leaving my job at all because I think I 1,000% made the right choice, but I was leaving behind friends um, 
and that really bummed me out. And and other friends had left this year to pursue other jobs, and so every time someone left or eventually me leaving, that was really hard for me just because there are people that I spent every single day with and all of a sudden um, I wasn't seeing them anymore. So that definitely took a toll on me just emotionally because, yeah, I felt like I made connections and you kind of just have go go your separate ways for a little while. So those are my highs and lows. What about you, Leah? Honestly, listening to your guys' like highs and lows, I feel like 2019 was not the most eventful year for me. Like, 2018, I traveled abroad, I did a ton of half marathons, Twenty, I ran the, half, the full marathon, and like this year, I feel like a lot of my goals weren't as specific, and like I didn't really achieve these things that I had in the past, and I think that kind of ties into one of my lows, and I, it's just a personality thing, I've realized that for so long, and like so much of my life, I just kind of do things to keep myself busy and none none of it is like actually maybe what I want to truly do. Like I just am not good with downtime. And so that's definitely been a low this year. Like I passed more license tests. I did another half. I did another 10K. It's like all of those things just didn't really make me feel good. And I feel like I've been doing it for the wrong reasons. And so having that time to myself to realize that is definitely a low, but it can also be a high in disguise. It's just that compared to prior years, it's not the same reward to like a third party perspective. Um, But a high for me is definitely being with my boyfriend and taking him back home to Hawaii. That was really, really fun for me. I feel like I don't have the best memories of Hawaii, just like family reasons, things like that. And so bringing someone home with me definitely gave me like a really positive experience there and just kind of changed my perception of being home with someone that you really care about. So that was definitely one of my highs. One of my highs was actually, um, this is gonna, this phrasing is gonna sound weird, but was moving in with Leah's boyfriend and our friend. <laughs> so I, uh, I moved into an apartment with two guys and a lot of my friends asked me, oh, how does that work out? Like, aren't they really messy? But no, they're actually really clean. They're really chill. We're all really good friends. So I do enjoy like just coming home and like, you know, we, <laughs> we have this time at night where we just all go into the living room and like take up our like favorite spots on the couch and then we're just like literally all on our phones but we're just like together but like doing our own thing and I really enjoy that I I can't imagine living alone honestly I I really enjoy living with two of my close guy friends and it also is very interesting um living with the opposite gender because you know there are a lot of shenanigans that go on I remember when they when we first moved in they asked me like Kat is it okay if we walk around in just our boxers I'm like yeah dude I literally don't care um but yeah they're really chill it's always an eventful time with them um and I guess another highlight would be going to day in Vegas which was the hip-hop music festival Um, I actually went with my roommates and then I went with their friends and also Leah and I thought honestly I had gone to Coachella earlier that year and it was way better than Coachella I feel like I had an appreciation for the music I feel like everyone who went also had an appreciation for the music whereas Coachella it's become more of this like this thing to go to just to say you've gone to it like I'm not sure if the people who go there are actually into all the artists that are there which is it's fine there's like art there there's a lot of food there but for this hip-hop festival I feel like it was a it was a really great experience the community was really good and you know it was in Vegas so couldn't even complain about that but that's definitely something that I kind of look back on when I'm like at work and I'm like oh I wish I was there right now so I think it's interesting that a lot of our highs 
kind of stem from things that are outside of our careers. And I feel like it's so important as young adults to find those interests and hobbies outside of your career because when you're thrown into the workforce, it can almost feel like that's all you know. But it's so important to have those experiences and goals for yourself outside of what you do 9 to 5 p.m. So even though this year didn't have the same amount of metrics compared to my prior years, I think starting this podcast was a really big one as well for me, a pretty good high, because I really just wanted some creative outlet to document everything that goes on in our lives. And it's such a transitional stage in life. It's really hard. Like, I can't stress that enough that it's so hard navigating this time in our lives where it's like you only have yourself you only have yourself to live with deal with and finding out what works for you and what you care about is really hard so my goals for this next year are to continue to work on this podcast um i like i'm so happy that me and kat were more than willing to engage on this journey with me and i hope that it continues to be something we find fun and worth our time doing I think, uh, you know, in spirit of the new year literally starting tomorrow, I think in the next year I want to see, like, more spontaneous adventures for myself. Like, I feel like I am the type to, like, plan everything out, like, you know, at least a week in advance. But I really do think a lot of my best memories come from just doing things spontaneously. Like, my roommate's well, sometimes I text me, like, really out of the blue, like, hey, do you want to go to this concert? I'm buying tickets right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And so Leah and I actually went to see Jeremy Zucker. He was really good, actually, and it was for a really good deal. So I think, you know, finding those events that happen in L.A. because there's so many concerts and, like, things going on, I do want to kind of explore that more. And I feel like there are a lot of things in L.A. I still haven't done. So definitely kind of getting out there and not just falling back into routine which is what I tend to do is something that I want to see in the new year and also just um you know fostering friendships that I have I feel like as I mentioned in the past year I've reconnected with a lot of people and I have a tendency to like reconnect with people hang out with them a lot and then kind of just fall off the grid with them so I kind of want to be able to maintain those relationships and um, really foster those friendships and then for me for this year I know I mentioned this in the another episode about money, but I just really want to live this year not dictating my choices and the decisions that I make based on monetary value. I want to make it more so on value of the people that I'm surrounded with and the time that I have um, and just make it more experience-based rather than focused on money. Um, and then I guess another thing that I'm hoping for this year is as always just to travel more whether that be outside the United States or inside the United States I just want to see more of this country see more of the world um, and hopefully do it with people that share that same passion because I think one of the most beneficial things we can do for ourselves is just to see the way other people live and just to put in perspective how we fit into everything and so I'm I just hope I can do more of that this year and yeah, be uncomfortable a little bit, but push myself as well. So whether you set specific measurable goals that you track day to day, or you set fairly broad, wide-eyed goals like we do, we hope that your 2019 was full of many highs and you learned from the lows. And we hope that you go into the new year with a pair of fresh eyes and... 2020 vision. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> with a pair of fresh eyes and... Uh, 
Just Hope- remember, this is going to be your year. <laughs> and a hopeful spirit. It's also Mia's year. It's my year. This is yeah. going to be 2020 is my year. So, so. <laughs> for the record, 2020, Mia and everyone else out there's year. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please follow us and leave us comments on our Instagram. Yapyara.podcast. And make sure to leave and send comments about future episode ideas or any feedback you have to the episodes that we've covered already and just share your experience. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Thanks. Bye. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And access to the access.org number 3030.